I would like to begin this podcast by acknowledging the traditional custodians of the land on which we record and pay my respects to their elders past, present and emerging. All opinions and discussions on the podcast are purely individual experience, so please consult a doctor or medical professional for more information. Welcome to the Shake It Up Show, a podcast in partnership with Shake It Up Australia Foundation for Parkinson's Research, where we speak to people whose lives have been impacted by Parkinson's disease and hear their stories. My name is Amy Louise Ruffle. I'm an actor, comedian, podcaster, and most importantly, a proud Shake It Up Australia ambassador in support of my dad who lives with Parkinson's. My guest this week is a huge supporter of Shake It Up, who earlier this year cycled 350 kilometers in four days to raise funds and awareness for Shake It Up. He raised an incredible amount of money that I can't wait to hear more about. So please welcome to the show, Ash Griggs. Hi, Ash. Hi, Amy. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. Thank you so much for being here. So let's just jump straight into the ride. Where did the idea come from? And then how did you go completing that much distance? Yeah, it's, it's a bit of a bizarre one because I haven't, I guess I hadn't done much road cycling. So it was something that I kind of don't know why I decided to do that. But um, yeah, I decided just to do a ride. For me, it was just something that I knew would be a bit of a challenge. So yeah, and obviously for me, probably riding is probably a lot easier than running. So yeah, it was just something that I thought of um, to do um, and undertake. And obviously, most people can ride a bike, but the this discipline of road cycling was something I had to learn from the start. And that, I suppose, included getting all the gear and training for the three, four months prior. I was going to say, there's definitely a difference between riding a bike and then riding 350 kilometres. So did you find it was quite challenging to get race fit for the, the four-day ride? Um, I, I think I had a good base level of fitness because I was playing footy and I was already reasonably fit but yeah it was definitely yeah it was, it was just a new discipline obviously getting on the bike and, and being disciplined enough with my training regime to train sort of three four times a week whether it be you know on a spin bike doing an hour or two hours and then on the weekends getting out nice and early to hit the road before um, traffic sort of set in so yeah it was um yeah it was it was challenging it was it was an experience that's for sure and so when the actual time came for the ride, where did you go to and from and how did it go on the days? Uh, yeah, so from the outset, my plan was to go from, from Albany, Western Australia, back up to where I live in Bunbury, WA. So yeah, as you mentioned, 350 k's thereabouts, passed through a number of regional towns. Um, I actually kind of surprised myself with what I had planned, I, I think I'd do in a day, I probably did it a fair bit quicker than I thought. So by that last day where I was due to ride in and have a bit of a finale sort of bash, I only had 10Ks to ride. So it was literally from my uh, from my house into the, the pub in town where we did a final sort of celebration and, and tilt at fundraising. Well, you'll just have to do it further next time, won't you? Yeah, absolutely. Go a little bit further possibly. And I would love for you to share the incredible amount of money that you managed to raise because it truly is phenomenal. Yeah, I was pretty blown away with where we finished up. So um, I actually just checked it before I jumped on and 
it's at $23,657. So. Wow, that's fantastic. And obviously you have such a supportive community around you too to get to that kind of figure. Yeah, absolutely. I think I sort of hoped to try and get 10. I would have been pretty pumped with 10,000, to be honest, as I suppose an individual doing it. But I was, yeah, as, as you said, the community support was, yeah, it was outstanding. Like I have a lot of local business, just no questions asked, jump on board. Um, I was pretty well supported by local radio, local TV, which which gave a nice bit of exposure as well. So, yeah, the, the outpouring of support from, from my local community, which I'm pretty sort of heavily involved in through different things, um, was, yeah, was, was really, yeah, humbling, I think. It's just amazing when you see people come together for a good cause like that, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And I think it was potentially something that maybe the community hadn't seen a lot of in terms of Parkinson's having that exposure. So maybe it was was a bit of that because there's probably a lot of people that were educated along the way with what it was, I suppose, learning a bit more about, you know, what I was trying to achieve. Fantastic. So speaking of Parkinson's, what is your connection to Parkinson's disease? Yeah, so my um, granddad, or or, all our family call him Darth, he was diagnosed with um, Parkinson's a number of years ago now. So it's probably four or five years ago, roughly. So, yeah, I have quite a close connection to it, you know, quite a close relationship. So that was my, my pretty personal connection to Parkinson's disease. And what do you remember of when you learnt about Dar's diagnosis? Um, I think there's, there's probably an element of not knowing, I suppose not knowing exactly everything about it in, in, in terms of it's one of those ones where, you know, you, you see probably through celebrity what it is. Like, you know, Michael J. Fox is obviously the prominent figure and, you know, Muhammad Ali and those sort of characters, but you probably don't know too much about it until you start to, um, I suppose, research and understand a bit more about what it is and what it does to someone. Yeah, absolutely. I think that comes up so often that people have that one reference point or they think about the tremors and things like that, but as we talk to more and more people, it's like it's so clear that it's such a complex, varied condition that shows up in lots of different ways. Yeah, absolutely. And I think when you look at, obviously I became a lot more versed in, in, in this when I started the ride. I think I, I got, I suppose, entrenched in sort of some of the statistics in terms of what Shake It Up do, but also just around the disease and, and the numbers. And it's it's quite scary, the... the uh, the rise in the rate of this disease. So, um, yeah, it's, it's probably something a lot of people don't know about. Is there anything you remember when you're saying you got more entrenched in it and got a bit more, I guess, like knowledge around it? Is there anything you remember learning that really shocked or surprised you? Um, I think just in terms of, you know, where, where it ranks in terms of sort of motor diseases, it's probably, yeah, it probably just shocked me in terms of, you know, the, the rate in which it's sort of growing, which is quite scary. And then just you know, when it, when it ranks against other diseases of that nature, um, it is quite prevalent one. There's a high rate. Yeah, there certainly is. And how is um, Dad doing now? How are his symptoms? I think they're, they get, there's probably occasions where I go and visit where they're probably not as noticeable. And then there's other days where he might be having a really bad day um, and the effects are quite, 
obvious and, and you can see the effect that it has on someone. So um, he's in his 80s now, so he's um, obviously getting on a little bit, but he's an active, you know, he's a fit guy. He's always been pretty active. So, yeah, I, I think it's, yeah, sometimes you see that it's not too bad, but then the other times when it is bad, it's quite, um, it can be quite confronting, I think, to someone mm-hmm. um, that doesn't know a lot about it. Yeah. That thing like knowledge is power, right? Like it's very scary when we don't know what's going on. And so the more we know, the more we can sort of understand, or this might be like playing up a bit more today or providing a bit more of a challenge. Yeah, absolutely. And it's a lot of the times it might just be the things, you know, you and I take for granted, like, you know, putting shoes on or something like that or getting dressed in the morning. That might be a challenge on those tough days. So, yeah, I I think it gives you a, a full appreciation of how we are without it. And, and how how difficult it is for someone that's in the, in the depths of it. Yeah, a, a reminder of just how lucky it is when you don't have to think about putting on your shoes, you're able to do it more autonomously. Those things that, yeah. like you said, we absolutely take for granted until we are exposed to a version where it's not automatic anymore. Yeah. And so what do you think is something that helps someone who has Parkinson's? Like, is there something that your family does that you think helps support him? So that's a tough question. I think it's just, I think it's just that you you treat them as if they're no different to what they were, really, because they're the, they're the same person. And I don't think I think he's 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 particularly a very proud person. So I don't think you ever want to sort of highlight the things that they aren't capable of. So you don't want to try and bring those things to to the attention. Obviously, you're aware, but yeah. You, it's, it, it'd be tough as someone with um, quite a bit of pride and, and that is relatively active and, and able to do a lot of things when suddenly they're probably not able to do those things that they potentially love. So there'd probably be a, 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 a big battle there for them mentally. So it's, it's just about understanding, I think, and what they're capable of and what they're not capable of and, yeah, su- supporting. You mentioned that that might be sort of a... a- a mental battle having those things change is that something that you guys have conversations about is it something that he's comfortable talking about or like we hear a lot of times like people from that age bracket it's not as accessible or easy that it is for maybe you and I to have talks about mental health and morale and stuff so what's his um I guess acceptance or ability to converse about that like um I think you hit the nail on the head there in terms of the conversation piece. I think our sort of generation is probably that bit more open in terms of communicating around the feeling side of things. Um, he's an old farmer from way back, so it's probably even more entrenched that you just sort of get on with it sort of thing. So he's got that attitude where he does just get on with it. I've never heard him, you know, ever complain or, or woe is me type thing. He might joke here and there about things he's not able to do or if he's having an off day, he probably can make light of it at times. So that's probably his way of, of dealing with it. And then, yeah, in, in terms of his wife, uh, my nana, yeah, she's pretty open. Like We have good conversations around how it is and, and, and what's going well and what's not working and potentially medications that, that have been tried and tested and things like that. So... Yeah, there's that line of communication, which is great. It sounds like you've got such a tight-knit family over there uh, in Western Australia, which is half the battle too, is just having that support system around. So I'm glad to hear that 
Uh, it sounds like he's really got that in place with you guys. But speaking of um, perhaps other families, if if there was a family that is just had a loved one diagnosed with Parkinson's, is there any sort of advice or something that you would say to them? Just get a better understanding of it. I think just in terms of what to expect, potentially understand what's what's happening in the world of of science and what's being um, researched. And you know, there's I'm sure there'll be breakthroughs to come. I think that's why we all do it in terms of fundraising in the hope that there will be a massive breakthrough one day. But yeah, it's just about having a, a really good understanding of what what it is. Um, and I think just sharing information with that person and, and looking to the future and I guess how, and, and how you can make it the best of a bad situation essentially. Yeah, yeah. that would be my, my advice, just really understanding what it is and what to expect and how you can support someone with it. Well, it sounds like you were doing all the right things to support your family during this time. Now, um, obviously, the bike ride is over. Have you kept up the road cycling yourself? I haven't actually touched my bike since I rode it back into the pub that we finished at. So I, I literally brought it home. I left it at that pub for a few days and I picked it up when I was feeling a bit back to normal. So I picked it up and it sat in my garage um, since January. But I've still been riding consistently on the spin bike, just like inside, just to keep that base fitness. Yeah, just until I decide what what the plan is next. <laughs> yeah, we might see you doing a um a swim fundraiser or something that's a little bit different. Yeah, I'd love to do something else. I think it was there's no understating like that it was a big um it was probably a big effort. Like September to Jan, there was there was a big commitment in terms of physically, mentally. And also a bit of a financial component as well, just to make it all work. But yeah, I mean, the end result was was well worth it. But yeah, I'm just kind of brainstorming at the moment as to what it looks like next, whether I do the same again, or whether I do something different. Big commitment and a big sacrifice to do something like that, but certainly doesn't go unnoticed. And so from the broader community, we thank you so much for all of that training that you did and all of the work to fundraise to, to raise $23,000 is absolutely incredible. And to come on here today and share your story about Da, we are sending lots of love to the family and just so grateful to have you. So thanks so much, Ash Griggs. Thanks, Amy. Appreciate it. My pleasure. We'll talk to you soon and hear about the next event race or whatever you're doing. Sounds good. Have a good day. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Shake It Up Australia funds groundbreaking Australian research that aims to slow, stop and cure Parkinson's disease. And they need your help. To support Shake It Up's vision of a world without Parkinson's, head to shakeitup.org.au forward slash podcast. Together, we can find a cure.